Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News and Happy New Year to you all. We're starting off the new year and let me just bring on Kathy right away. So, Kathy, welcome and Happy New Year to you too. Thank you, Relly. Happy New Year to everyone. A happy, healthy New Year to everyone. So, we're excited to start this year off. I think, Kathy, I think we're, this is our 14th year that we've been doing this. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we've helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And, you know, we're always focusing on the few things that you can do differently. And we've been using this term, emotionally brilliant. What can you do in the moment that's just the right thing at the right time to get the right results? And we have our book, Emotional Brilliance, and our new uh, website that gives a, a lot of tools that we'll highlight a little bit today. And Kathy, maybe you want to say a little bit more about what some of our things that we um, have for our folks, you know, especially to start this new year off just right. Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure everybody knows is uh, we are uh, giving away a seven-day free all-access pass to our new website, The Emotional Brilliance Academy, and you can get that by going to www.eblife.academy.com. And uh, let me give that to you again, www.eblife, and I forgot this book, eblifebook, backslash academy. So I'll give it to you one more time, www.eblifebook, backslash academy. And you can go in there, and it's totally free, unlimited access for seven days. And if you enjoy going through what you see there, which is a way for you to get our newest, our latest cutting-edge tools and strategies for you and your teams to be brilliant in the moment, you're going to love our new brilliance breaks. So uh, for those of you who are our longtime fans, Man, I can't believe we've been doing this for 14 years. <laughs> but know. those of you who are, our, you know, our consistent fans, uh, some, you know, 4 million of you out there, we would love for you to join us for our all-access seven-day free trial. And when you go into that seven-day free trial, you're going to see Join Brilliance Breaks. And there's going to be a calendar and we're going to do these brilliance breaks. They're going to be about 20 to 30-minute um, pop-ups, if you will, of the tools and the tips and the strategies that Relly and I know are going to help you not only kick off your new year, but make 2021 a whole new experience for you. So, Relly, um, hopefully that'll help yeah. set the tone here for yeah. a creative, exciting, and, and fun show. 
Well, I think, Kathy, you know, you and I have come together uh, bringing not only what we've done for these years on Leadership Development News, but how to put this in that, that more people can have access to the tools and not only for them themselves, but their team, uh, their organization. Because I think with folks working at home and, and online learning has just uh, <clears throat> boomed, you know, as podcasts. I mean, we were early on with podcasts, but now everybody, you know, has got podcasts. And so how do we capture this information that makes it user-friendly for folks at our site. Yep, definitely. Yep. And so we're... And, um, you know, I was just going to say, really, you know, you and I have been doing this a long time, and we have always opened up the show uh, with some background about each, you know, each one of us. And, um, you know, we're going to kind of pass by that for, uh, for today's show with the assumption uh, that many of you know who we are, and dive right into, um, yeah. I guess, this episode on emotional brilliance for 2021. So right. I'm going to turn it over to you for a couple of yeah, minutes yeah. just to talk about what's going on in the world. Sure. And I think in, in getting ready for this, and Kathy, we've kind of been looking at what, what can we present uh, to folks. You know, right now, um, this is such a uh, a wild time, you know, over 42% of people in the U.S. are feeling either anxious or, or depressed because of some of the COVID consequences. A lot of emotions are overflowing. And so, you know, in, in this show, we're going to talk about um, hope and some of the inspiration moving forward. You know, how do you accept some of your, these feelings that are going forward, but also about habits. You know, this this year... Starting off with new resolutions, people start off uh, thinking about what is it that's uh, important to move forward with this year. And we're going to talk about things that maybe in this last year that you were grateful for, some of the people who've been in, in your life. So I think this would be a good opportunity for us as a time to just think about some of these things. You know, this is this, it's almost like a ritual that we have at the start of the new year um, and to be able to utilize this to say, okay, so what are some of the key things that I, I want to focus on and what's been important as we look at the year uh, gone by? So, you know, with that, Kathy, you know, thinking about just some of like, where are we today? Um, there's something that's called the Household Pulse Survey, and it's actually put out by the CDC, and they, just to kind of get an idea of where we're at, um, they ask questions, and you may want to think about this now. Um, how often have you been bothered or having little, uh, little interest and pleasure in doing things? And how often have you been bothered by feeling down or depressed or hopeless? Well, what they found that uh, when you look at things like that, is it, is it not at all, several days, more than half the days? And so what we found that about 37% of people said more than half of the days, given our condition that we're at, um, that they felt down or bothered. And so that's around depression. The other one is around anxiety, feeling nervous, anxious, or on edge. And again, about 30% uh, of people were saying that more than half the days they were feeling anxious, nervous, should I take the vaccine, the numbers are increasing more now, uh, as far as COVID, what does that mean for me, my family? So I think this idea of emotionally brilliant is knowing about your emotions, and we'll talk about that, um, and that we, what we notice 
is that people are feeling anxious, feeling uh, depressed. One of the research is showing that our younger uh, adults, you know, that are under 30 are feeling even more hopeless. You know, even 50% or so are feeling more hopeless. So in the show, we want to talk about the value of hope. We want to talk about kind of as you move forward, your inspiration, what's kind of moving you to kind of counteract uh, a lot of what may be going on for folks. You know, as, as you're talking about these, um, these words, uh, anxiety, depression, consequences, even the word choices uh, is a trigger nowadays. And as you know, Relly, and I'm sure many of our listeners know, uh, the, the current environment is still one uh, that is triggering reactions. Even today, when uh, our House of Representatives opened up, a prayer was said, and at the end of the prayer, uh, the minister said, Amen and a woman. And, you know, people are, uh-huh. are getting more and more aware of nuances uh, yeah. in the environment that are also creeping up into their consciousness. Now, we all know that what we focus on becomes our reality. And what, what sure. you and I, Rally, what we want to do in today's show for everyone who's listening is get you to see what you have used as your go-to to cope and hopefully in 2021 to heal and you have actually been brilliant in the moment, perhaps not even knowing it. But what we'd like to pull from you today in our show are the goals and the habits that you have used naturally to help you navigate the uncertainty of 2020. And as you go into 2021, how can you use those more and successfully so we, we want you to focus on the good stuff. And even though we use a reference to the consequences of, of COVID in 2020, consequences of behaviors like depression or anxiety, uh, let's focus on the emotional brilliance that you pulled from inside of you as your bag of tricks as the right response to get you to where you are right now and build on that. So that's going to be our focus for today's yeah. show. And, you know, uh, really, I love the fact that, um, you know, you always have scientific facts and research to share with our listeners. And I think the more hope, the more resilience, yeah. and the more gratitude, right, we can focus on, right. the better we're going to be. And, you know, that's so right, Kathy. I think it, we'll talk a little bit about kind of why hope and inspiration is good. And then I think let's use our, a little bit of our own experience when we talk about what helped us get through, what we have some gratitude for. But this is such a great opportunity for us around the hope. And, you know, I'll give you a couple of different things just around hope, and then we can talk about, you know, how this, just talking about this primes the brain. Well, hope, uh, this is from Teach Not to Han. Hope is important because it can make the present moment less difficult to bear. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear any hardship today. 
So kind of let that sink in for a moment. And then, you know, Kathy, you and I talk about resilience a lot. I love what Albert Einstein says. It's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. And so how do we kind of focus on that resilience, you know, what's working? And why this is such a great time is your focus on what you're saying, Kathy, that your brain changes with attention and focus. So really being uh, judicious, disciplined about what you're focusing on. And if we focus on our dreams, our goals, your, your brain starts to lean into these uh, pathways. One of our uh, folks, Lisa Feldman Barrett, who's a neuroscientist, wrote, the brain has the ability to, to configure itself uh, into an enormous number of distinct neural pathways. You know, so we have 128 billion neurons that are constantly firing. And so this idea of where, where is your neurons firing? What's being linked? What's being connected? That will be helpful. So, well, you know, Relly, not only that, but I, I want to just pause on that idea for a second. And I want everybody to think about this. When you have a positive moment, whether it's planned or in the moment, when you have a positive moment, an inspirational moment, it creates energy in the body, right? So think about those 128 billion neurons in a network that's being focused on positive energy. Isn't that a riveting idea? Doesn't that just excite you? Just the idea. Yeah. Well, think about the number of positive interactions those 128 billion neurons have in a neural network. You have the power to control what you focus on. And many of us are operating, as you know, really out of habit, right? Mm-hmm. 95% of the time we're on autopilot. And, and many of us who are operationally effective human beings are not positive human beings. I, I've seen moms <laughs> in the morning, you know, I've watched several of them in different environments, They get up, they do minimal self-care, they get their kids ready for school, they're packing lunches, answering questions, finding a stray sock, and throwing in a load of laundry all at the same time. Yeah. All right, everybody, can can everybody relate to this? Now, think of the dad. Okay, now the dad, the compliment to this, he is, again, minimal self-care, grabbing the first clean shirt in his closet, hoping that the suit jacket that he grabbed works with the pants he's got on. He runs downstairs. He is, you know, going to grab the kids that the mom's getting ready to take to school and, you know, fly into work. Hopefully there's, you know, little traffic. Now, just, just stay on that picture for a second. Isn't it interesting that you take that picture and now you fast forward into the COVID environment. Mom and dad 
still have to get up, still have to get the kids ready to sit in front of a Zoom screen with their teachers if they're not back in school. They still have to have a semblance of order around themselves to be able to do their own Zoom calls, their own phone calls, their own meetings with their teams. And there may be less stress in that they don't necessarily have to worry about the lunch at that moment or getting the kids in the car at that moment. And because they operate out of habit, how many of them, how many of you who are thinking about this comparison have rerouted the negative energy that you had about getting your day started into positive energy to complement the new and profound experience that every day brings. Think about that. How many of you are operating out of that old negative model, regardless of what a great day it might be? (laughs) But you're going at it with the same 95% of your actions, just because that's what you've always done. So think about that. We're going to go to a break. Don't go away. We're going to help you become emotionally brilliant in the moment for 2021. So don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are talking about starting off the new year. We're going to give you some tips or hacks about habits that we've kind of put together because this is a great time uh, with this transition to say, okay, so what's next for me? What do I want to work on? And, Kath, before the uh, break, you were it's about ready leading into a story about changing some habits around not having to travel to back and forth to work and being working at home instead. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as we said in our prior show, some of us uh, have lost loved ones this year uh, to COVID and to the consequences uh, of COVID. Uh, Some of us have gone about our day in the same fashion that we did prior to COVID. And that, that habit 
you know, of, of not spending the time we want on the things that are important to us, but having to skimp on ourselves and focus on our children or now in a dual dichotomy household where you have two parents working at home plus the kids being schooled at home if they haven't had the opportunity to go back to school. And a lot of people have just, as you said, you know, they've they've doubled the damage uh, on the negative focus, you know, how am I possibly going to get all this done? And, And focusing on hope and dreams and truly reflecting on them can really change your brain. I'm going to give you two stories. And uh, to me, they're so powerful for the average person. And it's a story about my my son-in-law, Andy, and my daughter, Elizabeth. And they're both working parents. Uh, My son-in-law works for a large communications company, and my daughter worked for a niche uh, medispa. Well, as luck would have it, my son-in-law now gets to work at home five days a week. He used to have to commute four days a week, two hours each way to work. Can you imagine? Two hours each way to work. Wow, yeah. Partly because he was required to be there in person for meetings and partly because the traffic and the patterns of traffic from where they lived to where he had to work were just, you know, horrible. So now, the positive consequences of not having to drive two hours, being able to work from home, what does that do? Well, that frees him up. He gets to sleep in maybe an extra half an hour, 45 minutes in the morning, and he has that extra time to use to focus on himself. Now, that may sound selfish to individuals who are really still giving up their gym work and their self-care because they're still doing the children at home and so forth. But just stay with me for a second. So his child is at home. She's five years old. She's doing school uh, from home, which, as you know, for a five-year-old isn't going to be all that impressive. But it's a critical stage for young children not to be in a social environment. So keeping them active and engaged, right, that's a lot of work. But he finds himself with extra time. So what does he do? He gets a piece of equipment. He starts using that piece of equipment at home. He stops having to rush around for lunch. He plans more carefully. And instead of doing the fast food route, now he is making his food at home. And in the time that we all were sequestered in, Due to COVID, he lost 30 pounds. Wow. He got that's better amazing. Sleep. Right. He focused on a little bit more of the things that would make him healthier yeah. and happier. Now, good story. My daughter, on the other hand, she loses her job because the Medi Spa that she's at unfortunately closes due to lack of customers. She uh, goes on unemployment, she still has to be the mom. She still has to do all the other things she did before. During this time, who do you think has got a positive attitude and who do you think is less than positive? Right? Yeah. My son-in-law, Andy, doing great. My daughter, not so good. Uh Well, all of a sudden, to the point you made, Relly, my son-in-law is so focused on the good stuff, he almost forces my daughter 
into focusing on the good stuff. And his inspiration and aspiration for living a healthier life now translates. And oddly enough, as luck would have it, my daughter got a brand new job, not six minutes from the house, where she can come home if needed to do childcare. And now they both are in sync as a result of changing habits. They don't have to drive to work anymore. Right. And when well, they that's... do drive to work, not very far, right? They've, they've been able to reevaluate what they're doing. And with the extra time that they now have, their lives have become much more productive. So, you know, all of us can look at the negative, and, and we tend to. How many of you have seen the wonderful Match.com commercial for 2020 where the devil meets 2020 online? Then they come together, and the, you've got to see it. If you haven't seen this commercial, go to Match.com commercial for 2020. You will laugh yourself silly. And now they have one for 2021. But it's, it's comical. Huh. What a better combination, right? The devil meets 2020. So <laughs> right, right. I could go on and on. But right yeah. when we look at the, at the humorous side of things, when we look at hope, when we reflect on the things that we can really do something about, those 128 billion neurons, they will fire in unison to help us as opposed to fire out of sync and cause that anxiety and depression. So that's, that's so good and it's so true what, what you're saying. This is such a great opportunity for folks as we talk about how do you change some of these habits. And we'll walk you through some of the tips, you know, that are out there, and then, Kathy, some of the tips that, you know, that, that we may use. But I think this whole idea of focus, and, and both of us are so fascinated by the brain, and if we can be aware of where our thoughts are going. So what's more uh, over in the mind, obvious in the mind, uh, becomes more uh, of your actions that you will initiate. So what you think about really becomes your reality, and that's where these neurons that fire together. And the brain is this predictive machine, so it's, it's always trying to get ahead of what is wrong, what could be wrong, how do I do that, and what we're encouraging people, you know, that's a survival technique, and, and um, is to really use it, okay, so what do I, what is good here? Where, where do I want to have... Uh, as far as using some of this time, can I reflect a little bit more? One of the people, Kathy, that I was coaching, this is inside of, uh, outside of Seattle, same kind of story that you're seeing with Andy on the East Coast, traffic, you know, an hour to two hours. And this person basically is starting work um, immediately, like when they be driving. So not doing some of the things, you know, that we're saying that Andy and Alyssa are doing, uh, and actually working more than before. And I'm sure for many of our audience, you know, that's the, the way it is that they may be even working more and not taking some of these things. So as we talk about habits, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how do you deal with changing some of these habits. And, and a lot happens with first having some goals, and leading into those goals, spending some time about what is it that you, you really want to do. 
And, you know, as we talk about that, maybe, Kathy, you and I can share a little bit about, you know, just some of the, the goals that, you know, that we have and how we're kind of focusing on them. You know, and I think I can start off just having a little bit of time to think about having time and what's most important. So for me, it's the, these projects, you know, that we're doing with Emotional Brilliance. We have a, a lot of them. Um, but really the idea of what is allowing me to kind of focus. So one of the things, and maybe I'll ask you, Kathy, and I'll share mine, when I say, what's the best thing that I do for myself? And typically it's around these mindfulness exercises, you know, and I've been doing it really for um, since college, so that's a long time. And what's important, and you may want to think about this for our audience, uh, there's a lot of mindfulness apps, um, but having that quiet time, instead of immediately racing to work, immediately getting in front of your computer, having that quiet time to reflect, and whether it's meditation, mindfulness, using some of the apps like uh, Take a Break or Headspace will guide you through. But at the end of it, your mind is so fresh and um, ready what are some of the goals for the day? So I don't want to do this while I'm doing the meditation, but at the very end, the last two minutes, the mind is just receptive. So what are the things that I want to focus on? And, and then visualize myself in a positive way, focusing on those goals, just like I want them to happen. And Kathy, you can talk about maybe some of the athletes that you've worked with around visualization, that you want to get in this relaxed state and then you want to visualize your day, all the aspects. So for the brain, it sees it as actually happening. And in a way, it's preparing you for those situations. You've already pre-practiced that. So it's a combination of the relaxation, however you want to do that. For some people, it's prayer, taking that quiet time. But then the last couple minutes, say, okay, what do I want to focus on today? And not only focus on how do I want to be in that situation? How do I bring my best self? That's what you're visualizing as you're moving forward. So, Kath, what do you, what do, you, you know, do I, to, around that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you're talking, it, it, it's, if you're really listening, folks, you can hear the dedication that's required to being your best self and to practice those moments to be your best self by giving yourself quiet, by giving yourself an opportunity to even think before you start visualizing. You know, I love Winston Churchill saying, the pessimist sees difficulties in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. And as many of you know, some of us are very fortunate. We were born a glass half full. Uh, many of us, like myself, we're born a glass half empty, and we've had to work very, very hard uh, to be able to do what you're talking about, really. But I think, you know, for me, um, being grateful, even for the unpleasant feelings, and we certainly have plenty of those, the best way for us to be grateful, even for the things in life that are not pleasant is to take the time 
to accept whatever it is versus pushing them away, as you love to say, and taking the energy from them and funneling that unpleasant energy and that unpleasant feeling into something positive. So for me, you know, always working on that, constantly focusing on what I'm grateful for. And generally, and I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but nine times out of ten, I'm grateful for the unpleasant experience because it either, A, taught me something about myself, taught me something about the circumstances, taught me something about the person that I care about uh, who may be experiencing that, uh, you know, that unpleasant feeling uh, with me or as a result of me, and then recognizing that there is a way for me to behave, to use language, you know, words matter, and learn from that experience and create a valuable experience from those unpleasant feelings. And the way I do that best for myself, really, is I ride my bike. I try to ride my bike a minimum of 10 miles a day. Uh Um, I try to go for at least, you know, like 15 to 20. And I find that when, you know, I can focus uh, on that, that energy, right, that I feel better about everything. Well, just that physicalness, and I think for, for most people when we're thinking about, you know, the habits for the new year, some of the research is, is from a study saying about 29% of what we're going to do for this new year is around diet. 24% is what you just said is about exercise. i got to exercise more. But uh, at the end of one month, two-thirds of us all give up. So we're going to talk a little bit about what some of these kind of habit hacks. And there's a lot of information out there, and we're going to just share some of this. But there's a, some uh, information. There's a book called Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. Uh, very similar, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, Charles Duhigg wrote Power of Habits. And so just some of those simple things, you know, that you can do. And one of the things around habits is instead of just having the result of it is First, thinking about kind of the identity. What kind of person do you want to be? You know, and I want to be a healthy person. Well, what does that mean? And how do you move forward with that? And then start off with some really small changes. You know, what could you do that will be very simple? You know, uh, one of the things, Kathy, that we talk about is around expectations. And... Stress is usually unmet expectations. And so dealing with executives or leaders, often we may have unrealistic expectations. And so I'm going to lose X amount of weight or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run every single day. Well, you've already set yourself up that most likely that's not going to be uh, happening. And so when we think about habits and goals, one is to start really tiny and another one is to be flexible about it. It's not always going to happen uh, that way. And so how do you be flexible? And so um, I'll give it a, an example. Sometimes it may be just being realistic. So there would be days, you know, when I would run. 
And I'm not running these days anymore just because of the pounding, but doing more things like on the life cycle. Um, but I often, you know, would remember like the time that I would have to exercise would get shrunk. Oh, I got an hour and a half. Then it's, oh, I only got an hour. I only got 45 minutes. And then just <laughs> yeah. realizing yeah. doing, <laughs> doing yeah. something is better. And so it was interesting. I said, you know, even if I just did something for 20 minutes or five minutes versus, oh, mm-hmm. I, missed, I missed the opportunity to exercise or you getting out on your bike, because even if you're saying you're going 10 miles, you know, that's a pretty long ride. And so how do you do these 1% things? And so we're going to talk about some of that. Like, for example, um, <laughs> I'm going to do this right now. As you're sitting down, and we're sitting, many of us are sitting down, how do you, I'm on the phone with, with you because we're being recorded, how do I use this time to stretch and maybe walk around, and then all of a sudden my voice probably is getting a little bit more uh, enthusiastic because now I'm standing and stretching than just sitting. I mean, these are these kind of micro initiatives that can cause a macro impact. Yeah. Kev, go ahead. I love so what, it. You know, we're going to some of things quick, that we're going to go to a quick break, Relly. So hang on to that thought. But we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about acceptance, um, self compassion, things, little tiny things we can do to make really big impacts for 2021. So don't go away. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you're truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking about some things you can do in the new year for you to be a top performer, for you to be emotionally brilliant. And some of it we talked about is trying to make them uh, tiny, these kind of 1% to 2% things. You know, let's just say, uh, like one of the examples that I have that um, is I've had some shoulder injuries and I just got some weights, uh, you know, because we're basically at home, uh, they're only like 10 pounds, and I noticed just raising my arms and kind of the mobility, just the simple things of using these weights, and it maybe is, you know, five minutes and being able to do that, but doing it every day. So, so this idea of trying to pair things that you do every day. So, for example, because um, I've also had some back issues, I try not to sit down until I stretched. And so it's just one of the routines it's because I'm, I am sitting down more than I want, but that always happens that it's kind of a rule that I'm not going to sit down because there's some adverse effects until I stretch. And then part of the stretching routine then is with, with weights and uh, I can just see the difference. And so these 1%, 2% things that you just do could be 10, 15 minutes has a compounding effect. And so can you do it? Uh, you know, every day. Yeah, that's exactly how Andy lost 30 pounds. You know, he he had a few minutes here and there, plus the lack of a commute. He ordered one little piece of equipment. It was a, literally, it was like a bow. It's called a bow. And you can use it to do pretty much every exercise except cardio. Um, It's just a, uh, literally, it's a bow that has two big rubber bands on it with a metal frame. Uh, oh, okay. So just, you know, keeping that mindset. For me, you know, for me, it's always eating. And so for me, moving from, you know, grabbing something sweet, right? I'm one of those sweet craving people. Yeah. So I've learned, you know, I can't really do soda. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Those of you who are listening, you know, some of you may have a a sodium intolerance like I do. And so learning to prepare something that I like to drink, like water with cucumbers in it uh, or water with orange slices in it. I'm not crazy about lemon water because I like the sweetness. And when cucumbers are left in water long enough, you'll notice they have a very sweet texture, especially if you throw some mint in there. Um, The other thing that for me is a big one uh, is um, using equipment for stretching, using equipment for recovery. Um, I have a buddy uh, who is with uh, one of our Navy Special Warfare teams, and he is also an ultimate runner. He does these ultra marathons, so 300 mile marathons. 
And so when I was at his house uh, visiting, I noticed he had equipment all over the place, like little round balls and uh, other kinds of little things that you can just pick up around the house. And I went to go sit down on the sofa and I started doing my usual, which is tidying up. (laughs) So I started picking up these little toys and he's like, don't do that. And I said, well, you know, I just don't want to step on them. He says, no, the whole reason they're there is so I will use them. So, you know, he's got stuff sitting on the sofa, stuff on the floor, and he uses it to roll his calves, to roll his feet, for his hands, you know. And so he says, look, if you're going to use the stuff, you need to have it where it's easily accessible. If you take all this stuff and put it in a cabinet or a basket, it's going to sit there, whereas if it's in your way you're more likely to use it. You know, to me, that was a real wake-up call to the idea that leaving things around versus always cleaning up yeah. actually might work better, you know, for, for pretty much yeah. everything except dirty laundry, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think what's good about that is then we talk about some of the kind of guidelines around uh, habits. Kind of what's the cue? What's your routine and what's the reward? So, for example, you know, I, I kind of have that same thing with snacking at night. And so the cue is, oh, I'm a, I, I want to snack on something maybe a little sweet. So that's the cue. And then the routine would be, you know, me and my wife, we really like that dark chocolate. And once you start with chocolate, you can kind of eat a lot. And then the reward, if it feels good. But if changing that, I may have the same cue. I want to eat something that's sweet. How do I change the routine? And for me, it's having a lot of berries around, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries. They're very sweet. And uh, so it's the same cue, but you change the routine. And then the reward is such that I know it's, it's healthier. And so this idea of cue, uh, routine, reward, thinking about that for yourself. One of the other cues that I have uh, around the exercise is... Um, is if I have to make a long, if I'm going to call someone and it's more than a half hour, I am going to schedule it for being on the life cycle. If I have been preparing for something. you're just breathing heavy on the phone, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully I'm not doing that, you know, these days as much. But, I mean, there are some times I did. I had a call yesterday with a friend. I knew it was going to be, I haven't talked to him in a while, it was 50 minutes. And I just said, okay, let's do it at this time because I knew I'd be on the life cycle. And I, I said, oh, I may be a little breathy here. But the other thing is for you and I constantly, you know, reading and preparing that if I have to read an article instead of sitting, I will be on the life cycle. So for me, Absolutely. having the life cycle has yeah. really uh, taken the place of running for me. It's indoors. I don't have to deal with weather. I don't have to deal with dark. And then my cue for me is phone calls and reading an article uh, enhances, oh, I better do that on the life cycle. And so it's this pairing of this, sometimes they're called stacking. What is it that you do already that you can stack and and pair it? Um, B.J. Fogg has this funny example, which is a good one about um, pairing. Anytime that he would go to the bathroom, you think about how many times that you do that a day. When he'd come out, he would do a set of push-ups. You know, so you know you do five push-ups. But if you do that yeah, all day long, me there for a I wasn't sure what you were that. Uh, when you were talking about pairing in the bathroom, I got a little, I was like, okay, what's coming here? 
<laughs> right, right. I said it was kind of a funny example, but how do you pair what you already do with a habit? Oh, when I brush my teeth, I am going to do what? Or when I, or when I have coffee in the morning, I'm going to pair that with taking my vitamins. Or I'm going to stretch before I have my coffee. So you want to think about what you're already doing, and this is what's called habit stacking, and what the new behavior is that you want to change, you pair it to that. No, I like that. I'll tell you the other thing that works uh, for a lot of people, and those of you who are listening, you, you'll get this right away. I mean, you said going from sweets uh, like dark chocolate to berries. That doesn't work for me. Like if I want dark chocolate, I want dark chocolate. So what I do is I keep paleo crave bars around. Or, you know, I'm kind of a paleo-keto person. Uh-huh. Um, my body does not do well with sugar uh, and wheat of any kind. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, I still have these cravings. So so yeah. what do I do? If, if I eat real sugar and real wheat, I'm going to get sick as a dog. And then my whole evening and my whole day of being a good, uh, mindful person is, you know, totally wiped clean and it reduces my functioning but keeping healthy snacks around for me is very important and not letting news rule my day Hmm. I try to minimize how much news I listen to and how much news I watch so when you're on your life cycle I may be walking right I may not be on my bike I may be walking and listening to something. Yeah. Because at least so, when I'm walking, I'm not going to hurt somebody. On a bike, if I'm trying <laughs> to listen to something yeah. and I'm out on the street, yeah, I'm going to hurt somebody. So I always try to, to do my listening, right, whether it's a book on audio or, you know, I use apps to read my mail and things like that. Um, so pairing, going yeah. back to the pairing, Right, I, I don't pair anything when I'm actively biking, but I will pair when I'm actively walking uh-huh. or if I'm, I'm doing something around the house, like yeah. laundry or cleaning or, or yeah. other things. That, that works really well. I mean, I've got a bunch of books uh, on uh, audio, and so anytime I'm doing things that could be boring, you know, um, washing, the, washing the dishes... I'm listening to an audio book, you know, which is enjoyable. So not only the not only leadership stuff, but it's kind of an enjoyable book. So that uh, pairing is really helpful. And it's really, you want to think about what increases friction from a, a behavior you don't want to do or what decreases friction. So, for example, if someone's watching too much TV or they're, or they're constantly eating sweets, how do you make that harder? Unplugging the TV so that the idea, oh, I've got to plug it back in. Or maybe taking you're too much on Facebook, maybe uh, deleting part of the Facebook so that you have to go back manually, and so you make that's increasing the friction to something that you want a bad habit that you want to break, decreasing yeah, the friction. I think, I think everybody in my family wants me to watch less TV. I, I get addicted to these series, and I, uh-huh. every time I go to turn the TV on, somebody's been playing either Nintendo or something else on there, so. 
Yeah, now it's I have to <laughs> oh, go through all no, you of get... the HDV ones and twos and everything else to make sure I'm back on the same channel. So I think you got to my family on that one at some point, really. <laughs> so they're they're increasing the friction I, for I, you by by yeah. getting on there and changing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But you know, and I, then some people only have about if it's around. I was going to say we only have about five minutes left, really. So I want to what like what what is. What is one thing that we can leave our audience with that focuses on how on hope and self compassion for twenty twenty one? Yeah, I think you know one of the things, and this is again this one percent change. Could you do one act of kindness each day, and could you do take one risk? You know, <clears throat> this brings the awareness. To, and I'm sure we all have these thoughts. So let's say for the risk, for example, when you feel a little uncomfortable with something, and this is going to help you with the brain, it's saying to you, oh, this, I feel vulnerable here, or, oh, this is scary. That should be a signal to do it, May, at least once. You don't have to do it every time you get that. But that's going to help you grow. And we talk about the plasticity of the brain. It's going to help your brain learn and, and move to this new territory. And then I think on the same vein, could you consciously do one thing of kindness? You know, most of our at home, so maybe your, your significant other spouse, partner, your kids, what's one thing of kindness? It releases oxytocin for you, so you feel better, but it's also going to uh, have that connection, that social connection, which we all need at this time of COVID and being at home. Yep. No, I think those are great. So can we each take one risk today and what one act of kindness can we do that doesn't benefit us, right? Let's make sure it, it doesn't always yeah. benefit us. Right. It's really for someone else, but we, we reap some of the benefits, sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we come to a close... I just want to re-invite everybody to our brilliant breaks. Please go to www.eblifebook/academy. Get your seven-day free trial, please. It will be so wonderful for yourself to do something good for you, to keep your mind totally engaged in aspirational thinking, in emotionally brilliant moments. And of course, you're always welcome get in touch with Relly or I. You can do that at the website as well. We welcome you to send us your questions. Come on down to our Brilliance Breaks. You're going to learn lots of great 1% of your time tricks to do for 2021. Relly, anything you want to add? Well, I just want to say, wish everybody a happy new year and try these out. It's, it, it's always fun to be able to work with you, Kathy, and, I, and you're one of the people that I have a lot of gratitude for. So thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Well, it goes without saying. We are so happy all of you are here with us. Stay healthy. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to Tune Up Your Performance. And we'll talk to you next week on Leadership Development News. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.